This episode is brought to you by the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge. We believe that when you purchase from a small online or offline business, your dollar goes further. Hey friends, Mina and I created the Shop 1 in 5 Pledge, and we're inviting you to take it with us. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. It's a way to make an impact together where and when it matters most. Because the truth is, your purchasing power matters now more than ever. Head to shop1in5.com to take the pledge. Make that commitment to shop one in five of your purchases towards a small business. We also invite you to shop the directory if you don't know where to find other small businesses. It's right there on the page. And we're asking for you to share the pledge. Imagine if each of us told three to four people about the Shop 1 in 5 pledge. It would be an incredible and life-changing for so many small businesses. Tell your friends, your family, and your social network. It costs nothing extra and makes a world of difference. Our purchases have the ability to change lives. Okay, let's jump in. Welcome to the Product Boss Podcast, where we help product-based businesses grow their sales and improve their strategies. Hey, everyone. I want to introduce you to my co-host and biz bestie, Mina Kunlosita, an Amazon guru that has built a multi-six-figure product-based business. In introducing the other half of the product boss, Jacqueline Snyder, she has helped launch and grow over 500 fashion apparel and accessory brands, even one of her own. And together, we share our inventory of secret weapons that will help you dig deep and do the work it takes. Are you ready? Let's build together. We are so excited to have Lindsay on with us. So, hey, Lindsay, welcome to the Product Boss Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to be here. We are so excited to have you. And as we said in the intro, you are the managing director at US West at Shopify. But I know that that's where you are now, but that's not where you started. So would you mind giving us a little bit of background on, you know, where you started and how you've grown at Shopify? Yeah, for sure. So I'm Irish, but I moved to Canada just over nine years ago. And pretty soon after Shopify came on my radar and I joined them actually as the first researcher in the company. So my job was to come in and help Shopify understand, they were tiny at that point, help Shopify understand uh, what jobs they did for merchants and entrepreneurs, uh, how how good of a job they were doing and how they could uh, provide more value for uh, the entrepreneurship community. Um, And uh, over time, I started taking on more responsibility in the company um, I ran the user experience and design team for many, many years. And uh, up until my most recent role change, I ran the core product team. So that's basically the team who creates Shopify's primary back office product, if anybody's used it. It's uh, where you would manage your product or orders or inventory, customers, etc. Um, and along the way, I've seen the company grow a lot and have thankfully gotten to speak to thousands of merchants and entrepreneurs along the way. And that's very honestly been the best part. So when did you start with Shopify? Did you mention the year? Did I not catch it? 2013, very early. Oh, 2013. You did say that. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Um, and then fast forward a little bit, a lot actually, and the pandemic hits in 2020. And yes. then everything kind of gets flipped on its head a little bit. So can we start there and what that looked like? What was Shopify? What did Shopify look like before that? What did it look like? You know, basically now, how did the pandemic change you? Yeah, as a, as a company, as a product. Mm-hmm. Yep, as a company. Sure. 
So we have some team members in China. Uh, and so we had gotten a bit of a, a, a preview of what was going on because they were sharing their lockdown experiences with us far before it ever really took off over here. So as early as January uh, 2020, we had started to see the writing on the wall from a manufacturing perspective. We'd started to consider what it would mean for our merchants if factories in China, for example, um, started to close and then started to consider, uh, you know, okay, what if this were to um, turn into pandemic status? So we, we had started to prepare, um, it, as, as we frequently do when we see, you know, various economic indicators happening in, in any region of the world. Uh, and so when things really did start to take off in uh, late February, the very first thing we did was send our own teams home and, you know, opt out of any conference travel, all of that stuff. Um, and luckily for us, we were very, very well set up to work from home. Uh, all of our, you know, support, incident response, um, tech teams are very, very capable of, of working from home. Everything's in the cloud, obviously. And then our pivot really was to focus on merchants. So we basically ripped up our roadmaps. We stopped every piece of work that was happening that was not core infrastructure based. And uh, we started to ask ourselves, what are our entrepreneurs going to need in the next month, two months, six months? And so our focus was back to things like local pickup, uh, making that really easy to do, um, getting online really fast, like extra upload tools, you know, ways to help retailers who had um, decided for whatever reason to not go online up until that point um, to help them get online just like that. Because we saw obviously people were doing uh, people were being extremely inventive with how they were getting online fast. You know, they would sometimes just take a photograph of a shelf in their store and then put that up and then people would call them to make orders, et cetera. So we were trying to make it super easy to upload with minimal photographs. You know, all of the prep work that goes into getting your online store is, is very detailed uh, depending on uh, how you want to represent your brand. Of course, you're going to take that really, really seriously. Um, but we needed to help people at that point get online really fast and leave some of those things behind. Um, and then, you know, the week of, I guess it was the week of March 10th when everything really, really, really started to kick off and lockdown started to happen. A bunch of us just even started, uh, took a couple of days, rang local businesses and said, Hey, what do you need? We will physically help you, uh, get your store online. Um, and that was a, and that was an incredibly rough week, you know, entrepreneurs crying on the phone to us. They'd have to let go their whole staff, teams that they'd spent years building, uh, you know, really, really breaking the dreams. And so uh, so we basically just kept going there. We we did a, a full pivot on the roadmap and um, we spent the next couple of months after that making sure that we did everything we could to help merchants survive in the short term. We're normally a very, very long term company. We we build thinking years out from now, but for that particular period of time, it was survival mode for our businesses and anything we could do to help them, we would. Yeah, we saw that too. I mean, we, we did this with our students in Multi-Shoe Machine and really our community out as a whole, we showed up every day and we were like, what do you need? How do you yeah. get online, right? And so exactly what you said, we were like, minimum, get your phone, go on Instagram, go on social media and show what you have. And there was kind of like a backend. We taught them backend ways to transact processes because or um, trans do the transactions uh, because they did not have, it, was, it is amazing how many people were not online, how many that existed for so long. 
um, without it. And that's great. They had foot traffic, but really needed to make that leap. So now we've all made the leap, right? You first, which I really love is that you're like, let's just, it's bare minimum, get you online, which is what we were doing too. We're like, we just need to get everybody online, um, be able to take those trans, make those transactions then. So I'm sure that there was a lot of innovation in that time as well for Shopify, right? Because it was this forced innovation. It was this forced sort of move online. And now as we're kind of coming out of it, we're in this hybrid and we're never going back. So yeah. what's some of the really fun, innovative things that Shopify created along the way that maybe, you know, that were created because uh, as a result of the pandemic and the shutdowns? Yeah. You know, there was a couple of things that we had created before then. We, we've got a product portfolio that we're building at all times, right? And some of it is very future facing and not all of it takes off at the same time. Uh, and so, you know, something like QR codes would be a perfect example of that. Uh, or, you know, last year we had built um, the ability to show 3D models for any product on your store and to, to put video up on your product pages, et cetera. Um, and we knew that this is huge conversion lift on, on things like this because, of course, it helps people understand whether the product is the right product for them. It lowers return rates, et cetera. Um, and, but there, there is a, an upfront investment to putting videos on your product page to making those 3D models, right? There's a cost involved. So for some of those things that we put in place that were sort of slowly taking off, you know, it was things like that that racketed suddenly and, and went through the roof because suddenly uh, businesses couldn't have product photography sessions anymore because they couldn't get their team in a room. So how are they going to, you know, display their product in the right way? And so they were being innovative uh, and using our solutions in ways that we hadn't expected them to as well, which was which was really awesome. Yeah, I love that. I love especially when you were talking about how you just did what you, you showed up for, for them, right? They needed your help. Shopify showed up and we did the same thing like what Jacqueline said. And then we were in that survival mode. And then the cool thing to see was that we moved into thrive mode, right? Because then us showing up and kind of pulling them through and it was like such a big bonding time. So people who showed up for, you know, their customers or Shopify showing up for their merchants and us showing up for our community, it really was pushing into thrive mode. So what did you see that was really um, some things that people were doing that helped them really thrive through that time? I think it was, you know, what was so interesting was for some of those businesses um, that you were mentioning who have managed to stay offline for so long because of that foot traffic, and a very loyal set of customers who are repeat customers, they were finding that the demand for them to move online, you know, <laughs> it wasn't simply, you know, them saying, hey, this is where we want to take our business anymore. It was their customers saying, hey, I need to buy this thing from you. Help me. Uh, and so the demand was was massive. And we even saw in local communities, people putting their hands up to help local businesses get online if they had the skills and the ability to do so, which was really heartwarming. Um, we saw people in, in cities spend local at a huge amount more than they ever have in the past um, from, a, a, from an online perspective. And businesses who did well and who moved into thrive mode, I feel, did a couple of things. Uh, one was they took the opportunity to be better than uh, Amazon because suddenly uh, Amazon was not necessarily the fastest delivery method, as they have done such a good job of doing. Suddenly it was quicker for a local brewery to get in their car and drop me over a six pack than it was for me to attempt 
to order something on Amazon and get it in an unspecified at that point uh, timeline. So I think the businesses who realized that they had, uh, you know, maybe extra time on their hands than they'd had before and the ability to try anything to try to get their items to their customers uh, and to respond to that demand uh, did really well. Um, so I think that's just one of the examples, but definitely local delivery and, and local pickup when it was an option uh, are two uh, big ones that that really, really did make a you know billion dollar difference to businesses all over the world. Do you see local staying strong or has it sort of expanded now? I see local staying strong, definitely. I think this this experience as traumatic as it has been and how many businesses have hurt along the way incredible lessons and in agility have been learned by these businesses and you know the businesses who make it through this pandemic it's not always fair it's not like a recession where the businesses that maybe were about to go under get pushed this was uh you know arbitrary in some ways gyms who were uh, running incredible business models suddenly were were out of action and uh, and you even saw in those scenarios, they were renting out their exercise bikes to to people in their home instead of expecting them to come in. So I think it really is that agility that has been learned uh, by these businesses that will that will carry them through. And local is a big part of that. They've learned new ways to engage with their local community and they'll never forget those lessons. And the local community what has really had a stark realization that if they want their local businesses to be around in the coming years and, and even months, then they have to invest in that. So I think there's been a stronger push than there ever has been in, in living memory for people to spend local in order to preserve the life that they want to create after the pandemic. Absolutely. I love that. I think, you know, one thing that we saw for sure, and you can kind of give us hopefully the peek behind the scenes on this, how you saw it through Shopif- the Shopify lens. But we really saw people as consumers being more thoughtful with their dollar. So yes. where were they going to spend? So you said locally, we saw a lot of social dust justice purchases. We saw, you know, sm- right now, a lot of support of small business, myself and Jacqueline, we created the Shop 1 and 5 Pledge, for example. What, what did which you I read. That's awesome. Thank you. So can you give us a little bit of behind the scenes of what you saw as far as how are, how are consumers spending their dollars now? Is there anything that stands out to you um, on the e-commerce side? Yeah. So, I mean, the buy online pickup uh, local, that is a 22 time uh, increase uh, in terms of people, number of of people taking uh, that option, which I think just goes to show like that is uh, a very real expression of of dollars there. We're seeing more in, in a recent report that we put out, we also had about half of consumers looking, actively looking for independently owned businesses to support uh, and then 57% willing to shop at new brands or stores who were local for the first time. So I think there's there's some genuine evidence there that uh, that people are seeking out uh, more local than they ever have been and and are willing to to pledge those dollars behind too. What kind of can I ask? What kind of response have you been seeing to the the shop one and one in five pledge? Oh, it's been so great. It's given people a actionable way to live to implement it into their lives. So the pledge is uh, committing. Sh- 
one in five year purchases through a small business. So it's it's essentially if you do the math, twenty percent, right? Yeah. But when you talk to somebody and they're living their life, the the whole implementation of it sometimes is the thing that drops off the habit forming of supporting small businesses, right? So in this way, it's very easy. You go out in the day, you're like, oh, okay, I'll go to my local coffee shop instead of going to Starbucks, uh, but I can still go to Target. I can still go to, yeah. um, you know, wherever it is that I want to go, and then it feels easy because you're just living your life, you know. So it's been a great response. Our our big push with it though, is that, you know, there is a small business initiative and there's, you know, once a year, there's like kind of like that idea, but for us, we really wanted to facilitate that they could buy it online and offline. So there's that whole main street USA or main street, you know, Canada where they, you know, you, you go, okay, I have to go shop local, which we have seen that move towards it. But what I think with the, one of the biggest questions we get, I'm going to say my mother-in-law because she feels, you know, on the computer, she's like, I don't know where anything is or what to do here. And she's like, when I told her about the shop one and five pledge, she asked, how do I find a small business online? Because I think the perception, especially for certain people, they see a beautiful Shopify site and who they have no idea the size of that business. They don't know if they're supporting small, um, if they're shopping on Amazon, they're not sure if they're buying from a Chinese company or, or a small business, which there are small businesses, including Mina's that are on Amazon. But the idea here is that we want them to find these businesses online through Shopify sites, for example. And so that's why we have a directory right now. There's 600 businesses in there. We're uh, getting it towards a thousand of small businesses online or offline and global. So that way, if they take the pledge, they can make that, they can take it a step further and shop gifts for Mother's Day or shop gifts for Father's Day and go to the directory and be able to find them. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I do, I feel like we've all seen this grassroots in the cities and towns that we live in as well. Every city in town has an Excel sheet that, <laughs> where people have been uploading the local businesses. Everybody has done something. Um, for us, uh, the, we have a, an app called Shop, uh, which helps people track their purchases, helps you understand where and when all of the things that you have ordered that are now off in the ether somewhere are actually going to arrive at your door. And um, we've got added some new features in there, which uh, help you with discovery of local businesses as well, because you're totally right. That was the first question. I just want to know how I can buy this particular thing that I want to buy locally instead of from a larger retailer. Um, and uh, I think there's, there's still some some work to do there, but we that that's one of the ways that we hope that the shop app will help some of that facilitation of local discovery uh, in communities as well. Yeah. And that's, I think, why we are so behind Shopify. We talk about it. We're affiliates for it because of all the apps and all the things that you can add on that make it such a robust platform. So continuing into the future, right? 2021 and beyond. What? I know we talked about whatever year it is. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) It's a year. (laughs) Um, But those characteristics of what you saw people do that not only do they survive, but they thrive. But now what do you see kind of as like a peek into the future for all of our listeners that, that maybe they can take action on an implement or be aware of as they're moving forward with their businesses? Yeah. I think the first one for me is, is to really continue on with, I sort of hate the word omni-channel, but, but with this idea that uh, when somebody buys something from your company, they can deal with you in any fashion. Uh, And so the historical idea that you could buy something online, but not return it in a store or vice versa, absolutely dead forever. Uh, thankfully, everybody hated that. That was very much a you know industry-led uh, thing, not a consumer-led. And so, consumers have been calling the shots in the last year in a massive way. 
um, and the businesses who've been able to step up and meet them are the ones that have done well. So, uh, so I think it's the businesses who will continue on with things like extended return policies that they've had, uh, easier returns, you know, limiting the uh, the fear of purchasing online because all of the acceleration to online that we've seen in the last year is going nowhere. Uh, but it is uh, it is the responsibility of businesses to work out now how do we create a new future that does encompass the great side of the retail store that they run and, and all of the good things that that brings, but all of the convenience that can come from the online side of the business. And um, so for us, it's uh, it's continued investment in different channels. So we launched a TikTok partnership, for example, because obviously TikTok took off uh, during the pandemic. We've all lost a number of hours, <laughs> uh, good hours to TikTok and uh, and we saw that our businesses were were gaining huge following on there. And so uh, that we just created another way to buy there. Same with Pinterest. People have been doing a lot more work at home. They've been spending a lot more time curating and um, thinking about uh, design elements in their home, for example. Uh, so like continued investment there. And uh, and so for us, it's, it's really just like helping businesses, helping take some of the weight away for trying to help businesses craft that future. It's always going to be them with the ingenuity and the drive to to put their business forward. And we see it as our responsibility to remove all of the sort of technology concerns that they might have along the way there. You know, if you join Shopify and you have your business on the platform, we're going to help pave the way for you. You're going to be the one who walks the path, uh, but we're going to help take away some of that uh, difficulty in the the steepness of the grade. Amazing. So I have a follow-up question to that. So we started off talking about the how you overcame obstacles for them in the very beginning of the pandemic, how you stripped away certain things and said, let's just get you online. If someone's listening right now and they're not online yet, or they're on another platform and they're like, Shopify sounds incredible and I want to get on it. Is that ease still there? Like how easy is it for them right now to just say, okay, I'm ready. Let's do this Shopify. I want to grow with you. Honestly, I think it's easier than it have it has ever been at this point to to either get online or move your business to Shopify. Honestly, whatever is the right call for your business is is the right call, um, and and I'd encourage everyone to do their own research there. I think what's important for businesses now is to I still see a little bit of resistance when I talk to small businesses myself. You know, if I look back to that first week of the pandemic when I was doing uh, calls to local businesses. They were saying, hey, I don't know if I want to get online because this is we're just going to be locked down for two weeks. And I was like, oh, God, you're definitely not only going to be locked down for two weeks. You know, how do I help these businesses come to like a better conclusion here about where they should spend their time? Uh, and I still think there's some businesses out there who uh, maybe through through whatever they've been doing have managed to kind of still not invest in, in online and, and think that after the pandemic, we will like the the stores are going to flood again and they won't have to worry about it. And I just don't think that's true. Um, you know, people are going to be delighted to go back to retail stores and, and uh, interact with businesses in new and different ways, but uh, the online portion is never going away. And so businesses uh, really need to think about what they can uniquely offer online. I think that's the important part. It's not just throw up a website uh, because for so many business owners, their key ingredient to their business is them. And that's the reason they haven't gone online is because they want to be able to give the advice and to help. But we've also seen businesses get around that by offering, you know, video consults and, uh, you know, tutorials online and ways to have themselves show up in the business. So so I think it's it's really like if you're a business now and you haven't uh, invested in online seriously, think about the way that you can uniquely build that for yourself. 
Uh, and yeah. most importantly, you can, you know, we firmly believe and, and it has been demonstrated many times that you can start your business on Shopify and grow to over a billion dollars all on the one yeah. platform without ever having to think about migrating again. And that's incredibly important to us. We design around this. Uh, we design, if, if businesses do well on Shopify, we do well. And, and so that's what we, that's what we aim for. I love that. That's actually what I was going to say too, because we actually have anywhere from startup and we recommend Shopify because you never have to leave Shopify. Our masterminders that are seven, eight figured, they're on Shopify and it makes it really easy for you to grow because you never have to put that energy into getting onto a different platform. So um, Shopify really, really does make it easy. Um, And I love that you brought up video because that was something that we saw really explode. And I think that that just goes to show you that um, Shopify, it really, you you have adapted your platform to really make it easy for merchants or brands to showcase their products in a way that their customers can buy for them. So you've really made it super easy in that way too. It's basically our job to make available features that would cost other businesses millions of dollars. So let's take Ikea as an example with their mm-hmm. uh, product photography and 3D models. They've been, they haven't shot a physical catalog in years. Um, they do everything in, in 3D now. Uh, and everybody knows product photography is expensive. Uh, and so uh, we, want it po- we want to make it possible for a business that is spending $29.99 on a monthly basis on the, the lowest plan on Shopify uh, to be able to have access to that type of technology and experiment with it and use it and, and find their way to, to have success with it. Um, because that's, that's how we build more businesses. Yes. And I remember what I was going to say. Another reason why I love Shopify, I can rave about you all day long, which I feel like I am, um, is that exactly what you just said. But also what we're seeing is that, especially with the people that we coach through this journey, they grow up on Shopify and that's really what it is. They're growing up on Shopify. What I love about Shopify also is that you guys are really education forward, just like we are. You know, you really up-level your small business owners just like we do. So even though you're getting them that initial step, it's like, okay, now you actually should start doing more video. You should think about 3D. You should, you know, you educate them in a certain way. And so can you talk about kind of how you educate the the actual business owner and what that looks like in the the future of Shopify? Yeah, I guess there's there's two ways to to educate. One is general practice, and the other is specifics about your business. And so, uh, general practice is is really hard, right? Like we all know businesses, and it, it's it's definitely an art and not a science. And so, uh, trying to help people get through their first couple of months, make their first sale, you know, that's like one of these monumental moments for people when they get their first ching. And so for that, we, uh, we've got a platform called Compass. Uh, we do a lot of video content ourselves. We're all over all of the social channels. Um, and uh, we also run a, a bunch of different types of community and online meetups where, where people can learn. Uh, and we try to put businesses in touch with each other because they learn from each other as well. And then the second angle is, uh, is really understanding what is going on in my business. So that is all part of the Shopify admin, the back end that they use day to day. So the reporting will tell you who's come to visit your site. Where did they come from? Are they local? Or are they not local? Um, have they bought here before? Uh, what products are trending, et cetera. So that's really about helping you understand what's going on in your business so that you can make some informed decisions as to where you want to put your marketing dollars, for example, and what you've seen successful, maybe help you understand why uh, some products sold and, and what the root cause of, of that was. 
uh, or what was successful. So th- those are kind of the two different ways I think that, that we think about the education piece. Incredible. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I think just sharing sort of the back, the behind the scenes a little bit of Shopify and seeing how supportive you are of small businesses and then, and then sharing some of the data and knowing where they can go and what to kind of focus on. So it's been so incredibly helpful. Um, would you mind sharing with our audience how they can, you know, what, what action they can take if they want to get onto Shopify or follow you all on social media channels? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. If you go to shopify.com, there's a 14 day free trial. Um, that is open to everybody, gives you a bit of time to play around with the platform, uh, decide whether it works for you. There's there's lots of uh, tutorials online there. Um, and uh, there's Shopify support who are always there to help, um, which you can contact through the website as well. Uh, and then you can find us online where we've definitely got a sassy Twitter presence if you just want a bit of fun in your day. And other than that, you know, I think uh, there's also a whole network of, of experts and uh, partners like yourselves who uh, help Shopify. If if you also want to invest in an agency to help you get online, uh, and if you don't personally have the time yourself or the skills, uh, but in in our mind, you should be able to get online yourself very quickly. Uh, but if you really want to take it to the next level, uh, those experts and those partners are all there too. Amazing. Thank you. And we'll put a link in the show notes for all of you to just click on over, get your free 14 day trial. Um, again, thank you. Such an honor to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This is lovely. Thank you for being here and listening all the way through the product boss podcast. If you love our show and it has helped you in any way in your business, would you mind doing two things for us? Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review. Reviews help other product entrepreneurs know that this is the place to be to grow their businesses and realize that they're not alone. And we know that you all know that a five-star and honest review helps you sell more products to more people. So you know that your reviews help us reach more listeners around the world. Remember, what we give is what we receive, and we are all about helping each other in the Product Boss community. We are all in this together. We would be so appreciative of you if you could take the time right now to subscribe, leave a review, and even share this episode on social or someone you know so we can impact more lives. And remember, subscribing means that you will get notified each time we release a new episode so you never miss a thing. You have helped us grow and climb into the top 10 of all marketing podcasts and together we can keep climbing. Thank you, friends. And remember, there is room at the top for all of us. This episode is brought to you by the shop one in five pledge. We believe that when you purchase from a small online or offline business, your dollar goes further. Hey friends, Mina and I created the shop one in five pledge, and we're inviting you to take the pledge with us. It's a commitment to make one in five of your purchases from a small business online or offline. It's a way to make an impact together where and when it matters most, because the truth is your purchasing power matters now more than ever. We're inviting you to take the pledge. If you head to shop one in five.com, the link is in the show notes. And when you get there, please make sure to share the pledge with your friends, your family, and your customers. Let's invite everyone to take the shop one in five pledge so that we can all use our purchasing power to change lives.